0: Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Whatever time you are listening, wherever you are listening, you have now entered the misguided space. I'm your host, misguided. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, once again, my beautiful misguided folk. Welcome back to the space. I hope that you're feeling wonderful and your body's feeling wonderful. And if it's not, I'm sending you so, so, so much love, peace, integrity for yourself. <clears throat> Thanks so much for taking the time to tune into this space. Once again, I'd love to have you here. So wonderful. I'm here once again with my lovely and beautiful guest co-host for today's episode. Dan, our Hello.
1: Hello. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here once again in this beautifully curated and guided space. You know, all from spirit, this all came through. So thank you so much for allowing me to be with part of your heart. Oh, my God. You're going to me cry. Yes.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much for being here and being a part of my heart. So once again, we have a really, really juicy topic today, but it's always a juicy topic here on this space, especially juicy with Dan's succulentness here today, but we'll get into that, well no, yes no, our topic today is a long awaited episode that most of you have been asking about, because I let you in on the dirty dirty, but we're going to be talking about substances today, and debunking myths around plant medicine, Dan is an experienced, I have no idea what to call you,
2: (laughs) I have no idea
0: what to call you I'm just like just, I literally have just been like this just this second I'm just like this is Dan. She's this beautiful soul. She works with plant yeah. medicine. She does Reiki. Like
1: <laughs> I do a lot of, I do a lot of different things, but I am very thankfully um experienced in the realm of plant medicine. Um not necessarily as um, the medicine server in every ceremony, mm-hmm. but as facilitator and also as a student.
0: Ah, yes. Okay. So, this is Dan, student of life.
1: <laughs> Curator oh, of plant medicine. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go.
0: Okay. So, as per usual, my misguided folk, we're going to get together and do our three grounding mindful deep breaths. So, wherever you are, find yourself comfortable. If you're in a chair make sure that your feet are touching the ground planted and all that wonderful good mana prana loving energy from the earth Um, make sure your back is straight it's very important that your back is straight please and just do a quick scan over your body and clench your jaw unfurl your eyebrow relax your shoulders drop your shoulders roll out all that energy that is not yours and the energy that is yours okay the only thing that you need to be concerned with right here in this moment is being present and breathing with us. Okay? That is the only thing that you need to be worried about. So, everything else that's happening in the background, all that other stuff, let it go. It has no place here. All right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's get into it. As per usual, our 448 count. All right. Take a deep breath with me. Hold, let it go, Ashe, take another one with me, breathe in, hold, let it go. our last one, make it count, breathe in, let it go, all right, welcome back, welcome back, ah, I love the deep breaths, man,
1: so do i i don't know if you can see me. i don't know if your eyes were closed or if they were open but i like both i i, I just enjoyed i was swaying back and forth the entire oh. time it felt so nice to like breathe with your energy oh. you know so it was just nice for me to kind of flow with that so thank oh, you
0: yay i love that i wonder if you could and thank you for the feedback now i know that you can actually flow like within my energy i've actually also considered <clears throat> anybody that's tuning into this episode doing misguided meditations because the name fits so well yes so stay tuned for that that probably won't be dropping um, soon soon but soon Um, so yeah now that we're all relaxed and we've been fully integrated into the space ah wonderful being here today's topic substances so I first want to get started in talking about Um, our common substances Mm -hmm. uh, which is drinking and for a lot of people weed smoke Mm -hmm. I have a golden rule and I literally got this from Knocked Up no pills no powders if it's from the ground it's probably okay (laughs) so I'm not well versed in like LSD or Molly or pills or things of that sort but I was an avid user of marijuana for quite some time. I still advocate for it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've also done shrooms. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a tobacco smoker for quite some time. I still am. I use it in a lot of my practices Um, and alcohol, of course. And I first had the thought to do uh, an episode such as this, just simply because there's a lot of trash around my house. There's a lot of trash around my house in like this back area where the like this little circumvent like woods are where the trees live. And I always notice that it's the same trash always. Liquor bottles, weed baggies, and uh, roll ups, like you know, like thatches or like backwoods and stuff like that. And I'm just like Mother Earth is the reason that you have papers weed to roll and papers to roll with. What are you doing? what are you doing what are you doing Mm. or it's liquor bottles Mm. beer or like hard liquor or like just cans and just like all the other food that's just not good for you and then i had to think about it for a second i'm just like why could such a high vibrating plant such as weed being partaken in by different people and it's still the same sort of kind of trash that you see around like this has to be linked in some sort of kind of way what makes people litter and then I traced it back to it just being the case that like one is a reflection of yourself because everything you do is a reflection of you because the universe is reflecting back on you you are the universe reflecting back in and of itself you are experiencing yourself a 60,000 times over as you are living in this it. experience so when you are littering or you're engaging in lower vibrational tendencies it's just a reflection of what's happening internally Mm -hmm. so i have to ask myself is smoking weed low vibrational what does it do to your vibration what does it do to you when you are drinking and as i've come closer into my spiritual journey and working and actually doing work and like magic for myself i started to realize that because as a part of the work that I do, I have a bottle on the ancestor altar, because they like their dark licks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have a bottle for <laughs> I have a bottle for work that we do together. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of different like um African uh religions and magic and, and, and like magic, it's often seen that you pour libations and you also work with the alcohol for your spirits you give it as offering you use it in work and things of that sort and then i came across the understanding that there are spirits in alcohol that's why they call it spirits or booze and i was like floored and i'm like that's why i read better when i do a shot with the ancestors that's why my work comes out and it, it, it my manifestations come quicker or they work more when there's alcohol involved because I'm actively working with the spirits in it. But if you're not conscious of it, if you are not conscious of the energies and the spirits that you're calling on when you're engaging in these, habits, that's what winds up leaving you susceptible. There's a book called um, Possession and Obsession by Tokurov, I For the life of me, let me... it's on my bookshelf but I don't feel like getting up to get it so I'm just going to pull it up right here name is great job letting me down Google (laughs) great job letting me down there we go my god obsession and possession by torquem sari saridarian he's um an armenian writer and he talks about um what winds up happening in the forms of possession and obsession meaning once again as i let all of my spiritual folk know and if you are spiritual folk you already know that we are not all that exists not just in the universe but as far as dimensionally there are things that are occurring behind the veil that you cannot see because you're not tuned in or you don't want to see it. But just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it's not there. And inadvertently what happens when you engage in any sort of kind of substance is you're altering your mind, you're altering your reality. And to alter real- your reality, there's there has to be some sort of kind of like phasing that happens. There has to be some sort of kind of um, quantum leap that happens more so with the higher vibrational things but it's the same thing across as above so below so below as above so it's the same thing that winds up happening when you're engaging with lower spirits essentially and lower spirits are more susceptible to doing harm to you or putting you in harm's way or wanting to live through you vicariously because they don't have the skin so typically what i came to understand is when you're engaging in drinking alcohol you are essentially I don't want to say causing cracks in your aura but you are matching your vibration to that of what you are drinking because everything has a vibration in this world everything has a frequency you have a frequency Dan has a frequency I have a frequency Um, Shiloh sleeping on the bed has a frequency my drink has a frequency water has a frequency everything does so when you engage with those things you are matching your frequencies you're creating a new one Mm -hmm. And you're leaving yourself susceptible and open to their energy because that's what communication is, and it's, it's an exchange of energy of all ways, shapes, and forms. And as I learned going deeper deeper into this book and following certain people on Instagram, I understood that you leave yourself vulnerable to you're the most vulnerable to spirits and attachments when you have sex because that's a portal, and when you drink because you open yourself up and you're engaging with spirits whether you're inadvertently aware of it or not so then I had to make sense of it all and also if we're going to get scientifical about it alcohol is a depressant it lowers you it relaxes your nervous your nervous system It it, it relaxes your inhibitions what are inhibitions? boundaries they're blocks they're energetic barriers you put up around yourself so of course when you drink you leave yourself vulnerable to experiences as well as energy in all ways, shapes or form unless you're aware and are knowing of how to filter what to bring out and what to bring in um so I'm pretty sure like we 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 went to college together so I know you know you know <laughs> i know you know you know so did any anything that of what i said like did it resonate that makes sense
1: so there's a lot (laughs) um for me to kind of um there's many places so yes we did go to college together Mm -hmm. um so so let's see where can I kind of start out. So we're not really going to get into this but um I was semi seeing someone in college that was uh, I remember the was, yep. <laughs> was, I mean yes uh, they sold weed but like mm-hmm. also pills. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point there was an argument between this person and I where I was like we should not be selling Xanax to our, a friend of ours anymore. We should not be doing this. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, no, like, I don't know what the problem is. And I was like, because we're literally turning our own friend into a Xanax zombie. Like, oh my God. like none of this is healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, That, not that this person was into cocaine, but during that time was when my own cocaine addiction started. Mm. Um, and that was about three years that I ended up staying in that Mm -hmm. realm of using. Um, But it also related to the friends that I had from Staten Island that I, you know, that I'm not friends with anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, when we talk about friends, it's kind of like, well, I had to learn a lot from them. And I did. Um, So for me, there was that also added into the Mm -hmm. mix, but I did, I started smoking weed when I was about 14. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, Not that I have stopped completely. um, But if you would have told me this time last year that I wouldn't be like, we, you know, we leave the bong out in my house. Like my Mm -hmm. house is a very 420 friendly zone. Um, If you told me that I would not partake in any of it, I would be like, no, you don't know me. Right. Oh my God. So, um, for a very long time, marijuana was a huge substance in my life. It was a huge substance in my life before drinking. Really. I went full force. I remember, Mm -hmm. um, I was in Cornwall, New York. Um, a good friend that lives there. Her father is English. And the first time I went to visit, I was kind of like, yeah, like I can keep up with you. And he was like, no you can't like no you can't and I was like no I can and I will never forget at one point I went to the bathroom and he came inside and he was like hey I wanted to check in on you and I was like oh I was just going to use the bathroom he was like oh my god you you weren't joking you can actually keep up with me so I was at a point where I was drinking a lot of the people around me kind of under the table Mm. the people that I hung out with that was pretty much all we did Mm mm-hmm um when we went to college that was when I really started to realize how much I could handle mm-hmm. and I was like oh this is what happens when you go to college okay no that is not what happens like it doesn't, doesn't have do? to happen nope. that way. it's
2: what
1: it's what happened to me so it was my experience so there's a lot to unpack from just that in right. general so that's what when we were talking I was like So many
0: things. So many things. Uh, That's so interesting that you say that because I, um, I started, me and alcohol have gone way back. Okay. Like, I remember one time, like, I snuck a bottle of my dad's Ray and nephew, it's Jamaican rum, and drank half that shit because I was sad. And the next day, I woke up drunk. Like, that's how much I had in my system. And it wasn't until being at, college where I first experienced weed and I really feel like it was Lakshmi that came to me and we were vibing and I started to understand and like, un- like just understand things. I was more mild mannered and that was, it was a wonderful experience for me. It helped me cope. It helped me breathe. It helped me think or be able to handle my thoughts in a more constructive manner. Rather than, you know, just like, wow, the fuck out just drinking. But what wound up happening to me later on is I began to use it as a crutch and it became like a really big, like thing for me in that um, I was becoming so numb that I couldn't have emotions anymore. They became so watered down and um, I was basically using it for everything and I'm a lightweight when it comes to weed. I'm a lightweight when it comes to substances, period. But um, the more time i expose myself to alcohol the more like thus like forthcoming that i am with drinking and i could probably drink many people under the table but they don't realize it one thing about me is i I never paced so that was (laughs) we're not gonna unpack that though but um yes so what wound up happening with me and weed is that it became a facilitator and a gateway for my spiritual awakening Mm
2: -hmm.
0: which is why one it's a mild it's a really mild psychedelic in comparison to all the rest that are available but what winds up happening is that it elevates you that's why they call it getting high but because we hate where we are physically we start to use it as a crutch and the same thing can be said for like all medicine I mean granted pills in- of themselves are man made so they're not of earth they're not of mother Gaia So it doesn't help you the way that it's the medicine, medicine and the actual, actual medicine, the word medicine is supposed to help you. And what winds up happening is we wind up using it as a crutch um, for things that we don't want to deal with, for emotions we don't want to feel. And I remember wanting to, I remember one time something happened while I was living with my roommates and I got angry and I couldn't feel the anger because I was high. (laughs) So it literally became a, a moment I was like well this is good though because I don't want my anger to get the best of me but I was literally sitting there in the moment just like
2: yep
0: fuck this
1: <laughs> like- so, yeah so there, there's also a lot to unpack with that so so before kind of moving into the medicine verse mm-hmm. drug talk mm-hmm. um, a lot of my clients a lot of my private clients what I do work on them But what I do work with them on, um, a lot of them are like, I don't actually like drinking as much as I drink. Why do I do that? Because it's social. Because Mm -hmm. it's social. Because having a few drinks with your friends can actually be a really fun time. Mm -hmm. evenation can be a really beautiful thing Mm -hmm. but our society has now used alcohol as escapism Mm -hmm. same thing with marijuana so Mm -hmm. more more than the alcohol thing I get a lot of clients that come to me um and I work with my clients like on a monthly basis Mm -hmm. so we work for like a few months on end and Mm -hmm. a lot of them are like I literally just smoke weed all day every day I listen again two years ago It was all day, every day for me as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get it, but the thing is, so um, let's see, so with alcohol first, we'll go there. Mm -hmm. Alcohol, um, it is something that is also demonized because instead of having respect for the substance, it is, oh my God, like they drank too much and they cheated on their partner they drank too much and they made this bad decision and that bad decision. And I was there. I would say at the beginning of the night, I was like, I am not going to use any cocaine. And then I'd be a few drinks in. And then I was like, wait, I love myself. This is it. I would convince myself while drunk, that using what I wanted to use, which was cocaine, was an act of self-love. Okay, you're getting the message entirely wrong, Dan. Mm -hmm. Um, But at that place that I was at, and I remember one time saying to my parents, how come you guys did not stop me? And my mom looked me dead in the face and she goes, because all of your friends did the same thing. If I would have told you, you couldn't get that drunk. It was a day where We were day drinking. Day drinking is like still my favorite sport. Um, Mm. And I, my dad had to come pick me up from some bar because I was dead on the table. Passed out entirely by two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. So, and I'm like 18, (laughs) 19. And I'm like, how come you guys didn't? And, but my mom was like, how was I supposed to tell you no when that's your entire friend group. Mm-hmm. You weren't going to say okay. I was going to say, "Well, I'm going to do what I fucking want to do anyway." Cuz exactly. that's kind of what I've been just as a person, I've been like, "This is what I want to do, so I'm going to do it." Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom was like, "It was easier for me to just let you do it because I was open with my parents. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to this club and then we're probably going to go to this club and this bar." And my parents liked knowing yeah. where I was going. Now on the other side marijuana. So, I do work with a lot of plant medicines mm-hmm. and marijuana is a very um she's a very jealous plant medicine she really likes to reel you in and in the same way that you kind of described alcohol that it brings you down it calms you down it kind of places you Mm -hmm. marijuana does that Mm -hmm. now if you use it in a ritualistic way and you to your marijuana. If you're an energy healer, you put energy into it. You cleanse it. You have to think about it. Mm -hmm. Someone grew that. Someone then picked that. Mm -hmm. Someone then gave it to somebody else. They gave it to somebody else. They gave it to somebody else. And then that person sold it to you. So
2: you have no idea
1: how many people's energy have been attached to it. So there's also that ideology. Mm -hmm. that's first. Then we move into the fact that it does it brings you back into your body Mm -hmm. it can really connect you Mm -hmm. through meditation but um a friend that i was with at the beach last night she literally said she was like yeah it's just you know when when i'm high i'm just so much more connected well one yes because you're quote unquote high you're like reaching that vibration right but also you're just allowing and this is on any plant medicine. You're allowing spirits to come in and out. That every, part. And everywhere you go. Every,
0: <laughs> that was the like, sentence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, everywhere you go, you're intaking energy now that you're high because mm-hmm. you're at a vibration where your walls are down. If somebody's, I will never. I realized it one night. I was at a bar. Some people were real pissed off. And I was just like, super fucking high in the corner, super fucking high. And I'm like, this was. There was a point in time when I I really stopped drinking, I finally stopped using cocaine, and I was just the friend who showed up, baked, drinking mm-hmm. tea at the bar. I was that friend. So I remember in the corner, people watching as I'm high, <laughs> and i was like, wow, That's always that so guy... fun. <laughs> right? Um, but I'm like, wow, that guy's anger is literally filling the entire
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and that i then started looking around and i'm like and no one else even notices that so marijuana does have the opportunity to help however in our society it's just getting high it's hey you want to smoke you want to relax after work hey you want to take your mind off this Again, it's also a social thing. Mm-hmm. Personally I really miss smoking because I miss the scythe circle.
0: Mm-hmm. I oh my god. That used to be a thing when I was working as a waitress after like a long of like if we like the crew because everybody, everybody on that staff was high all the time. He would Literally. serve tables high. It was like, Yeah, hey, you yes. you know, you want a scythe? Okay, put down the money. And one of my girls, my one of my coworkers, she was a dealer. So we always had weed. So I'm just like, All right, everybody put in um everybody put in this 10 or this 20 yeah. and get your own bag add to the scythe and we're all just outside it's October freezing fucking cold towards the end and we're all all siphing after work talking laughing it's just fucking great me personally based off of the things that this also had to be a thing mind you so hilarious and I thought it was wild as fuck if you would have told me that I was gonna fuck off and move to Las Vegas where right. weed is legal and not smoke any weed I would have like fucking punched you in the face because what are you talking about I smoked three times while I was living there for eight months. And, wow. and it was simply just because, one, what winds up happening, because I'm already so sensitive, when I smoke, I become even more sensitive.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I can already pick up on the vibes and the energies in the room as it is, and they affect me. So when I would smoke, I would just be like, I don't feel safe here. Then the paranormal would seep in, and I'm like, I can't be here. So I would just stay away from I can't smoking. Smoke
1: now. I, I cannot handle it It, I, I'm one of those people now that I smoke and then I look at the clock and I'm like when is it going to be
0: over <gasps> yeah so it's just like that anxiety in and of itself and I used to quite very much love smoking I miss it I do because I used to love smoking and like cleaning or smoking and taking a walk or painting or doing whatever the fuck but now I'm just like if I'm ever going to pick up a J again and roll it's going to be for work like I'm me mean, mm-hmm. doing work like at the altar or I'm it's going to be a ritualistic sense where I'm bringing myself back into me and and it needs to be the case where I need to live by myself and there's nobody here to interrupt me. I can't smoke with other people and if I do smoke with you I trust you very very much so because I just being in other people's energy all the time always anyway and then on top of being sensitive as I am to like smoke weed i just (laughs) like (laughs) too fucking much it's too much so it's so funny it's so crazy that you say that because i'm just like literally like that's that baked as fuck drinking tea in the corner me that's how i was in my apartment when i was living in brooklyn baked i was i had three moods hi i just finished rolling or um I I just, I'm about to roll another one. That was, those were the three moods. And anytime you walked into the apartment on a given day, that was the energy, excuse me, New York.
1: I actually remember coming to your door. Like I vividly remember coming to bring you weed. That's why I was so hyped when we started connecting again all these years later. Cause I was like, I remember me being high as Fuck. Being like, all right, let me get on the elevator. My eyes are literally shut. I'm like, how do you even see? I'm like, I'm going to get on the elevator. And then I walk down and I'm like, hey. And like, you must have also been high. Because you're like, hey. <laughs> we're like very quiet. And like, here you go. like, You know, we're like trying to have small talk. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Like, come on. So it's definitely, um... I'm grateful that that's how I was. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm very grateful that I've had the experiences that I've had with the experiences. Because mm-hmm. now, if we talk, um, not to say that anything's more intense, but a little more intense plant medicine.
0: Oh, no, so- we, we can definitely, definitely, definitely fucking say that. Because if somebody was to say to me, now granted, there are different methods and ways in which you can get high. And mm-hmm. which is why I always say that it's elemental. Mm-hmm honestly speaking, if we're really being honest about it, you're not supposed to smoke anything. You're not supposed to be putting smoke into your lungs. Because that's, right. that's not what they were functioning for. So you damage them regardless of if, if it's marijuana or not. Right. Yeah. And whatever medium by which you get high, whether it's... Um, uh, and I've noticed this when you smoke weed, when you smoke it, weed, when you light the fire to it and you smoke it, it comes on you like fire. So it's a rush. It's a... And then you're just coasting and it burns evenly. When you do a vape it's more airy. You don't notice it come on you and all of a sudden you're just there. And it's like, oh great, but then it leaves just as quickly as it came and it leaves just as subtly as it came. With water, it's more healing. You brew a tea it's more healing. You feel it in your body because you are made of predominantly water. Mm-hmm. And if you do an edible, that's earth all day because it hits you like a fucking rock and it sits there. God damn it so there are different methods and you need to understand like how it works with you but honestly speaking and it's the same way that the natives used to do it too where it, we're sitting in like the sweat lodge and it, we're pouring the medicinal water onto the semen you're soaking it in through your pores I think that's like the best way to have it done because um, mm-hmm. you're detoxing and I feel like this is something that's a thing for all medicine is that there's a purge that winds up happening always in whatever measure that needs there's a purge that always winds up happening but if we're gonna talk about the intensity of it yes those other plant myths like it's like a cutoff it begins with weed and then it like feel like it stops there and then like the, all the other ones are just like that more like heavy hitters depending on the dosage that you take yes. but I'm gonna let you get into that because I've only ever done shrooms and my experience was amazing but I feel like a lot of people have misconceptions about what plant medicine is what it does to you um and, like, the benefits of it, really, honestly, like, I'll say this for myself. The first time I ever did shrooms when I first moved to Las Vegas, I had, like, a sinus infection going on. Granted, I'm wondering if it's because I was switching environments or if I was legitimately just purging from all the energy on the East Coast. Or if it was or if it was COVID. Though I don't feel like it was COVID, but it could have been shit. I don't know. It was mild. <laughs> but, um, I asked the shrooms to give me, I lost my sense of taste and my smell and I asked the shrooms to heal that and among other things and then I remember I was biting into this piece of like ripe ass nectarine and I bit into it and I was like oh man this tastes so great and I was like oh my god I can taste again it literally healed me it literally healed me Mm -hmm. I have an aversion to shrooms though like I have an aversion to the taste because I just
1: See, and I'm i so woo okay so for me like quickly the taste of shrimp very I'm very used to it it doesn't bother me I almost look forward to it but that's also because I've drank ayahuasca um uh quite a handful of times mm-hmm. um and not a handful maybe a few handfuls. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh I have drank San Pedro and San Pedro that shit's rough to get down. So like so now kind of going into this. So now if you smoke marijuana, marijuana and grandmother ayahuasca, they are not boys. They are just straight up not boys. Mm -hmm. Um when the first time I sat, I hadn't smoked in about a month. Mm -hmm. I had quite the experience Mm -hmm. with the medicine, Um, and so I am in a plant medicine community, so we do say the medicine. Mm. So I get a lot of people that are like, oh my God, you do drugs for a living. So um, somebody that I work very closely with, his name's Dylan, he's a combo server and a San Pedro server, Um, he always says, yeah, so he always says, um, the difference between a medicine and a drug is if you use it with intention, Or do you just abuse it and use it? And that really is something to take into consideration because, um, so I personally, I did work at an ayahuasca church for about six or seven months. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is my own because a lot of my clients do ask me this. I personally, after visiting the jungle for a month, I do not advise anybody to drink the medicine in the United States. I think if, if, grandmother is calling to you, go to South America. Just just yeah. figure it out and go to her because holy shit, I literally thought I was drinking a different medicine. And I was like, wait, this is what I've been longing for this whole time. Mm. So that's kind of a side note, just because there's a few things. We've all done, not that we've all done, but a lot of us have done the whole thing where we just eat shrooms with our friends in the woods and we're like, I'm tripping balls. Eh. Um, you, There are people, I used to take people on overnight mushroom journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, basically the reason why they were overnight was because we would camp, mm-hmm. um, you know, which was really mm-hmm. nice and beautiful. Um, but I don't do that anymore. But there are so many mushroom ceremonialists like find somebody when i talk to people and they're like yeah like i took like five grams i'm like whoa that's called abusing the medicine you should be able if you talk to like a real mushroom ceremonialist they'll say to you like you should be able to take like one gram maybe 1.5 grams and have the deep experience. Right. There's an energy that needs to be held in the space. There's an energy that needs to be blessed into the medicine. Um so please please if you're listening to this be careful about who you choose to sit with for medicine. Who is in your environment when you go to sit with the medicine like energy. If it is not a yes, if it is not a fuck yes I want to sit with these people for this medicine journey, then Even if you're like, I kind of want to, but nope, now it's a fuck no. Don't do mm it. Absolutely not.
0: If it's not a hell yes, it's a no.
1: If it's a maybe, it's a no.
0: If it's It's a a no. Sure. No. No. It's a no.
1: Nope, exactly. It's got to be a, oh, fuck yes. These are the people that I want to be with. So that even goes for the people. Like I have um, one of my rewilding plant medicine retreats coming up next week. Yeah, so Um, exciting. So exciting. Um, so we do not serve ayahuasca there Mm -hmm. because, um, myself and my business partner believe that, oh, that's like, that was so like professional. Okay. So myself and the combo server, his name's Dylan, feel very much so that like you can drink ayahuasca in a lot of places in the United States. But again, the vibration is so undeniably different when you go Mm -hmm. to sit with somebody who it's their whole life. Mm -hmm. It's their whole life in South America. They've not only grown up around, it's they're like oh you want to see the ayahuasca that's literally growing like 2 inches from where we sleep because it's on that tree
0: it's grown they, up with them it's it's family it's with that, them the energy's it's part there of
1: their yeah dna makeup mm. like this is who they are mm. um so if you go to sit with ayahuasca you will have to stop smoking marijuana that's- you don't have to but you might not have an experience
0: so is that what you meant when you said that they're not bros? Like they don't get along? Not they're not, they don't get along? Woo! No.
1: Um, but then there's the grandfather medicine, hmm. San Pedro, and that's what we serve on our retreat. Well, we serve cacao, San Pedro, and combo. Um, and the San Pedro, not every um, San Pedro server will give you the option to smoke marijuana, but San Pedro and marijuana are boys. (laughs) Um, So like for us, um, during the San Pedro ceremony that we do on our retreat, there is a point in time when he opens it up so that, you know, I. there's a chant that I use before anyone gets to smoke. There's an intention that's set before anybody smokes that joint or lights that bowl. again it's a ceremony we're honoring Mm -hmm. the fact that mother marijuana is allowing us to ingest her the same way that you would find a shaman blessing the ayahuasca the same way that you find the medicine people blessing the san pedro the same way you find the medicine people blessing the mushrooms like same they're... thing as
0: blessing your food like you know you're working with these energies they're sentient beings they have personalities they have their spirit you got to honor the spirit you know honor the spirit talk to them let them know what do you want done let them know what you want to work on with you because you're literally about to come into their space yes, you're about to it... enter their space like what do you look like pulling up to somebody's house with your dirty shoes on and just doing whatever the fuck you want mm-hmm. Real look at you crazy and probably yes. going to kick you out of their out of their house or yes. send something worse after you like you're going to have a bad time
1: yes so going down the road of why i felt called to sit with ayahuasca mm-hmm. i had been on antidepressants after a few years or maybe a little more than a few years mm-hmm. of abusing and using alcohol marijuana and cocaine mm-hmm. um i went on antidepressants i was sober there for like a few months like, not very often, because they said when I first went on, like, you got to take it easy. Mm-hmm. Took it easy. And then I went full force, you know, was balls deep back in that bitch. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and I had decided it was in 2019 that I wanted to start coming off of my antidepressants. So that's a whole different story that the psychiatrist wouldn't listen to me in 2019. Mm. But everything works out the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So the beginning of 2020 came. I had a new psychiatrist and she started lessening for me. Mm -hmm. I spent all of 2020 coming off of my meds Um, and yeah I just I really felt the call and to sit with the medicine you cannot be on any medication Mm -hmm. so I really felt the call to sit with her I started working with her I would say six weeks before I ever even sat with the medicine. I started doing a meditation every morning to just thank the spirit of ayahuasca. So before I ever even ingested the medicine into my body, I already knew what she felt like. Mm -hmm. I could already feel her vines rolling and and caressing my skin and moving up my body. Um, So... I think that, you know, there are a lot of people that come to the medicine. And when I say the medicine specifically, I'm speaking about uh, grandmother right now, ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that come to kick their substance habits. Um, there's a lot of people that come for that mental illness um, portion of their life. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that come for a myriad of things just to like my brother went to the medicine because he was like, I just want to deepen my knowledge of myself. Mm. I want to move into a bigger form of self-love like Mm. I want to love myself so much that I don't care if anybody else on this earth loves me my love for myself is enough
3: Mm. so
1: there's so many different levels that you can be at you can be in that place where some people leave their halfway house to come sit with the medicine
2: Mm. so
1: Like, it's very interesting. Um, There is a preparation, there is a dieta that you have to do to sit with ayahuasca. Um, Funny enough, so the dieta the first time I sat wasn't an issue for me because at the time, I was Mm -hmm. plant-based and I'm allergic to soy. Mm. So that really comes down a lot of my plant-based options. (laughs) Um, So I ate very clean. So the dieta wasn't a problem for me. It was the dieta of the not smoking weed and not having sex that was an issue for me um that was huge but actually what was interesting was one of the number one things that i got out of drinking ayahuasca was that i have been depriving myself of the proper nutrients for years because i wanted to be plant-based so badly Mm. so i actually love fish Mm. and i eat fish now I also did eat alpaca in Peru. And that was the cleanest meat I have ever had. And I'm sad that I don't live in Cusco to get to have it more often. But that's a whole other conversation about how weird it was having to eat an animal after years of conditioning myself that that is not what I want.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But also when when I went to the jungle, there's no like, hey, this is the menu. Like, No, you're eating what the jungle people are like. I Well, when when I went, the way I did it was very, um, most people wouldn't do it that way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't also recommend the way we did it. We mm-hmm. just kind of really trusted strangers and the local strangers that we had just met and said, yeah, sure, take us in. I told one friend, if you don't hear from us in five days, you have all right to tell the police and my family um but (laughs) because I wanted to also be safe Um, yeah definitely but I didn't have a choice Mm -hmm. they were like oh this is the fish that we caught here's your meal so now here I am after like almost five years of like not and I'm like this fish has a face I'm freaking out about it but I remembered sitting with the grandmother medicine all of those times where I was very resistant when she told me that the first time. She's like, you are literally starving yourself. Like Mm. the earth has things for you to eat, eat them. Mm. And I was still so resistant for a while until finally like, I had a dinner um, that was like Brussels sprouts and asparagus and um, you know, like just all of the a beautiful vegetable medley with a piece of salmon. And it was in that moment, the hardest part is not sitting with the plant medicine itself. The hardest part is the integration. People mm. think that the purging into the bucket or the purging into the toilet is the hardest part, but no, it's integrating that thing that you learn during ceremony into your everyday life. So there I was and I ate that piece of salmon and I, I ate, I was eating on the floor. Um, and I remember I put one hand on my stomach and one hand on my heart and I just took a few deep breaths. And I was like, wow, I haven't felt this good in so long. And the medicine continues to work with you as long as you continue to work with it. Mm. She never her body unless you lose that connection and rid of that spirit. Mm. And in that moment, not under the influence of the medicine, she was like, this is, and I always get that feeling that her vines are coming up my body whenever I tap into her.
2: Mm.
1: And it was uh, like, this is why I told you stop depriving yourself. It was one of the biggest lessons that my, my family so badly kept trying to tell me like, you are so thin and frail because I lost 55 pounds after going plant-based due to being allergic to soy. Um, So so that was a different layer of it. Like I I have curves, but for a while I didn't because I was so bony and mm -hmm. frail. Um, And so now to have a relationship where I look forward to eating, I've realized that's what the medicine, a huge part of me sitting with the medicine was trying to tell me Mm -hmm. was you gotta love It's great that you love taking the plant medicines, but what about the plant medicines that are on your plate? Hello, maybe it's an animal medicine, but what about the plant medicine when we make a vegetable medley? My favorite thing is lentil soup with vegetables. (laughs) Like that is a plant medicine in itself. Mm -hmm. So there was just so much for me to understand. And no matter what medicine you decide to sit with, Again, a lot of people come to us, and I say us as in Dylan and I for our retreats specifically or when I was working at the ayahuasca church and they're like, I'm just so afraid because like, I hate throwing up. And it's like, okay, throwing up at the bar at 3 a.m. and purging into your bucket during a ceremony is two different feelings. You can see the energy like, oh, that's my father issue. Oh. That is my, you know, depression right there in that purge. Not you feel it coming up and without of you, but you can then see it in the bucket. Like, it's really cute. So I love purge, but I work with medicine. So I think I have a very different view of purge than most other people technically do because they're like, that's disgusting. It
2: It just
0: feels so great. I just love like all of it. Just get out. And then afterwards, you're just left with this, uh, okay. Because I I think what a lot of people don't realize is it's not just like you excrementing your bodily fluid. It's like you literally just said, like all of your issues, that baggage is too heavy for you to climb with. Mm. So you got to let it go. You got to purge it.
1: There's no reason to carry a backpack of bricks that isn't serving you. Mm. so when we sit with the medicines and so I actually personally love the grandfather medicine Mm -hmm. it's my favorite medicine um it's a 12-hour journey ayahuasca is anywhere from in the US it tends to be a six-hour journey however when you go to South America they're like no it's really like a three to four hour journey so Mm
2: -hmm.
1: whatever um but San Pedro which you can find all over the West There are San Pedro cactuses literally everywhere. (gasps) Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. So um, that medicine, in my opinion, I absolutely love. It's a 12-hour journey, which kind of scares people a little bit. It is a cactus, so it swells up in your belly. And we serve the Peruvian um, blend. So that one tends to make you purge. Not a lot, but like a little bit almost as like an activator. Like same Mm -hmm. thing with pay because it swells up in your belly. Some people, I mean, there have been times where I've drank and I haven't purged and I've wanted to purge. Um, But There have also been times where I'm like, oh, that's me, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get in the bucket. Um, But the grandfather medicine is so playful. And the way that I describe the difference between these two is um, the grandmother ayahuasca, is like, I'm the fucking IRS. I am coming after you because you didn't do your taxes. But the grandfather of medicine is like, hey, listen, I really think you should file your taxes. Like, I think it would really be in your best interest <laughs> to file your taxes. It's like a healthy
0: no. suggestion. Yeah, that's, that's definitely matriarchal energy right there. Just like.
1: So yeah it's like hey you might want to work on this but what's beautiful is i mean and sometimes people need that fucking punch in the face from mm-hmm. ayahuasca they got to change that shit but i what i think is beautiful about san pedro is that it kind of gives you that option like hey listen you know subconsciously and a little consciously you know you have to work on this hmm are you gonna? Mm-hmm. You gotta meet that medicine halfway. Mm. Even with ayahuasca, if you don't meet her halfway, you could sit there being real nauseous all night. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of misconstrued ideologies that like it's just a bunch of drugs. It's a ceremony space. We are cleansing for the spirit of the plant. We are cleansing for everyone's ancestors that they're bringing into the space. Mm. We're cleansing space itself because that space has spirits that like to live there. It is a very intentional process. As it you know? should be. oh yeah. Exactly, and I think that's where we've lost sight of it being a beautiful medicine to us, with marijuana and alcohol. Mm-hmm. So there is that part of me that I have a big open heart to people that are like, I wanna smoke weed less. Yo, I get it. It wasn't until I, I just, I realized, holy shit. Like, I love working with the plant medicines, but marijuana and I are just not there. Maybe down the road, mm-hmm. her and I be, I also, like, I opt out. I do not smoke during the San Pedro ceremonies, although I lead the circle Mm -hmm. um, just for the people that do want to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't because I know that there's still a part of me who wants to go back to that. Yo, we haven't smoked in, like, three hours. You guys want to, like, go burn that very... I just I'm just trying to chill yeah uh,
0: there's a certain vibe that winds up happening when you're a smoker's just like all right I got this meeting to do I have work I just came back just want to roll up the doobie and just sit in the fucking bathtub and everybody's just like oh hey like what are you doing right I'm like let's smoke and just talk about stuff listen to music and chill and vibe sit the side circle or just sit with my damn self with food yeah <laughs> and a movie and something they I really fucking love and just laugh
1: like... Yeah. I miss it. I miss it very much <clears throat> so, but I also recognize part of um, my journey with the plant medicines that I've used, and um, combo is not a plant. It comes from a frog. Um, I, I was saying, so interested
0: about that. I was like, what?
1: So, it's... it. Um, they call it the vaccine of the jungle. Mm. So, like, if they get bit by a poisonous snake, that's what they use. Mm. Um, personally, I had some and forth bullshit between a uti yeast infection bv bacterial vaginosis or whatever uh, and then a kidney infection oh yikes and the urgent cares and my gyno and the i ended up having to go to the emergency room because i had a kidney infection um i waited six weeks and i kept like going to all the doctors and stuff and then finally it was funny dylan was like i mean whenever you're ready like I'm I'm ready to serve you because I I know you're gonna be fine if we just use it. But I was like, nah, like they know what they're talking about. For some reason, I I felt like God was like, girl, I feel like you have to learn again, not to go to the doctor. Um, and unless you're like you have a broken bone and you're right, you need serve. You right? Um, right, the mechanical so, stuff. Exactly. So he ended up giving me like a pretty heavy dose of combo. I was fine in two days.
2: Wow. And I haven't
1: had a problem since this was in the spring. Wow. For weeks, weeks, I was like in pain moving around. I couldn't sleep at night. I had all these things happening. I would go to one doctor, they'd give me something and it would trigger another thing. So uh, I personally, yes. I personally highly advise combo, not just for the physical because it literally clears out your entire system a lot of time when he serves people. Um, the first thing is the liver gets cleansed because we drink a lot as a society. Um, but as time goes on, different things start to come out. But the energetic purge that you get from it, that's why after our retreat, the last thing that people do at our retreat is combo because you've now just spent time with all these beings under the influence of plant medicine, exchanging energies in some way, shape, or form. Put it back in the bucket. You don't have to go home with it. Mm. Um, so... For me, even sometimes when I sit, and the last time I was served was in July, and I'm gonna get some birthday combo this upcoming weekend. Um, <laughs> um, the, the last time I sat in July when we were in Peru, I, I remember sitting there thinking to myself, I need to cleanse my energy field so much more because, mm the frog you know um Dylan says the sweetest thing um after he puts the medicine on you he says talk to the frog and it's true though because every medicine has a spirit and that frog he's so jovial he wants to help you he wants you to know that you're strong and I remember like having a conversation with the frog just being like why don't I do this more often and he's like I dead ass don't know (laughs) (laughs) he's like So I feel like this is your reminder. (laughs) Clear your energy field better, girl. Mm. So like, when you start to realize, you know, my intention that day was like, I had kind of had strep throat while we were there. Mm -hmm. I had altitude sickness Um, when we got to Cusco. I was like, I really just, I want to purge a lot of the stuff that had happened to me at the ayahuasca church. And I just wanted to get that sickness that was sitting in my body out. And he was like, yeah, I mean, maybe you should, your body a little more, so there's something so sweet about working with the medicines that after a while they are their own spirit and they're funny.
0: Oh, my goodness, <laughs> spirit has a sense of humor! Oh, yes, oh, my goodness, and the way that it like varies itself amongst different like uh, mm-hmm. uh channels, it's just so like. Dead ass, be like too yes. too fucking funny. Just straight up, nope. yeah. no punches pulled.
1: No, it's 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 really beautiful, and I do recommend. There are some non psychoactive plant medicines like we serve rapé. We have Senanga. Um There are things that you can use to just connect back with the earth and mm. not have any of those you know, fractals or visuals. And something that we always try to remind people is if you're going into it wanting fractals and visuals, you're kind of missing the point, right? You want to go into it to be with those emotions. You want mm-hmm. to go into it to get to that. Um, and I think we talked about this in the inner Child podcast was right. healing is not pretty. No, no. <laughs> It's and so, gutting—it's taking
0: out yeah. the, the the pus and the nastiness of your festering wound, so you can clean it out mm-hmm. and let it heal the way that it's supposed to, the way that it
1: was meant to the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's really where you want to go at it with the plant medicines. Yeah. Um, is that you know, the visuals can sometimes be really pretty. Um, you know, the pintas, um, are nice sometimes, but you really want to be sitting with layers of yourself that you need to face head on, Mm. um, that you need to work on. Um, I do highly recommend sitting with them at some point, but again, I do really recommend there's a lot of not safe places, um, to sit because plant medicine is becoming quite, it's it's been popular for people to trip. But literally just like the
0: same thing that's happening with the
1: spirituality
0: trend as like, you know, earth is raising its vibration and certain things that were occult are now becoming to the forefront. There are people who are misusing and abusing and using for their own gain, um, not being aware of the energy that they deal with and putting others at risk because of it and you just want to go to somebody who knows what they're doing who respects the integrity of the process and just who's learned. yes yes who's learned and who is a friend of the medicine and is a is, is a is a is a partner of the medicine and really mm-hmm. understands that spirit to help you understand that spirit to guide you through that process so the next thing that i have uh, is a que- is a question because i put up a, a bar but i don't think anybody really uh put in but I had questions so and it's pretty much all the questions that other people are probably thinking about as well is um, as far as because when I went in I had a whole mess and slew of like visuals the first time I ever ever tripped on shrooms the dosage was very very low and I didn't have visuals but everything was beautiful yes everything was beautiful and I have to say now I see the world like that on a regular basis but the second time that I tripped I think I did like 2 grams or 2.5 grams and um the purge was I almost I almost I almost tossed my cookies but I kept it down um okay. and what wound up happening later on was an emotional purge of just mm. like screaming and just crying so it like it so deeply and I just purged that, and that was night. Nice. There were some other people like on the other side of the ravine because it was me and like two of my other friends at the time, and there were some other people on the other side of the ravine, and we were like dancing by the fire, and then crying and screaming, yeah, <laughs> and then laughing and then crying and screaming again, and they're probably like on the other side of the ravine like what the fuck's going on? people crazy. Either way, um. So the question that I have is. A lot of people have once again the misconceptions about they're seeing visuals and things of that sort and some people just don't want to have visuals but they want to have the experience or they just the the people who just want to try it one time Mm. what would you say to the people that want the experience but don't really know what they're going in for as well as like okay i feel like everybody should just try it what would they what would you say with, how should they mentally prepare themselves or what questions do they ask themselves before they are on some, like, I just want to try it. I want to sit with it at least
1: once. So the first thing that I want to kind of like quote unquote debunk is purging actually.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Purging is yes, purging from the north and the south end. So like vermi- uh, bleh, vomiting and pooping. Um, but purging is also, I am a sweat purger. I sweat uncontrollably. Mm. Crying, laughing, shaking, um, stretching. There are so many different ways to purge. So listening to kind of that's what was going on for you guys, like that is a purge in mm-hmm. and of itself. So and people lucky. don't get that. Yeah. So then also for the people that are like, I really just want to like try it once. If the medicine is calling to you, answer it. Some people it takes six to 10 years until they actually answer the call. There's no rush. Mother Earth is so abundant and beautiful. And for some reason, she continues to give us. Right? Shoot. Like I learn forgiveness from Mother Earth every single day of my life that this woman continues to like. Yeah. "But, But if you feel that call, go for it. If you feel like someone's pressuring you into it, It's a no, no but if you go, yeah. If you do go sit with something like San Pedro, Mm -hmm. it might be a once ceremony. Mm. If you do go sit with something like ayahuasca, um, that could be two to three ceremonies in a weekend. Mm. And usually the shaman will be like, you're in it for the long haul, you signed up. Mm -hmm. And I do, there is something really potent because sometimes at least for myself, it almost creates a whole story mm-hmm. that what went through in the first journey wasn't fully finished until that second or third of the weekend. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of like be open mm-hmm. to the idea that if you're making this commitment, it's not, think of it in the way that it's not just a commitment to you mm-hmm. It's to everybody gets a piece of your healing. Mm-hmm. So if you say, I'm gonna go sit with the medicine, whatever medicine it is, because I have children and my children deserve for me to expand my consciousness and yeah. really understand myself deeply, mm. don't do them the disservice of not finishing that. Mm. Or don't do yourself, those around you, and the medicine the disservice mm. of not showing up fully. Mm. Sit with yourself. Take the time. It was everything in my body said, fuck yes, I'm ready to sit.
3: Mm.
1: Everything in my body, for all of the medicines that I've taken, it was a fuck yes, I feel comfortable, my body, with the servers, with the earth, this is what I want. And I already had that call. She was coming to me in meditations. He was coming to me in meditation. Like, there, there's no rush. Because you're going to do it when you're meant to do it. Mm-hmm. Divine timing. Exactly. So don't get hard on yourself that, like, you know, because I've seen a lot of people come to the medicine and they're like, you know, like I'm 55. I can't believe it took me this long to get here. Like that was when you were meant to sit with it. There are 16 year olds that have sat with the medicine. Mm. It's, you are exactly where you're meant to be. Mm hmm. And that is that journal about it. Like Dylan, he's a psychedelic integration coach. So like, if you feel like you need to reach out to a psychedelic integration coach, or you need to reach out to a medicine server, do so. Ask Mm -hmm. the questions that you need because there's two ways you can look at it. Personally, I think not knowing what you're really going into and having all the details is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Because I know there are some people that Before they sit with the medicine, they go on YouTube and they watch somebody else's experience, which also, if you sit with the medicine, please keep as much as your experience to yourself as you can because it gets misconstrued when you tell it to other people.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: If they've never sat with the medicine, they look at you like you have eight heads and they also don't respect the journey as much as you do because Mm -hmm. it's yours. Um, But I know of people that they go on YouTube, they listen to it. And then they basically manifest the same journey Mm. because that's what they're like. Well, this person said that. But then that's not
0: authentically you. And then you can't be healed because now that's not your medicine. That is literally the other person's medicine.
1: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So if you're that kind of person who's going to get neurotic and you're going to get stuck on, oh my God, but this is what happened to someone else. Ask the questions that you need to know. What kind of foods do I have to eat before? How long does it last? What kind of clothes should I wear? Um, Should I, what should I? You should always be journaling. You should always be journaling. That is a given, Um, but Mm -hmm. what kind of journaling should I do beforehand? What kind of intention setting? Um, But if you're someone who just wants to know the details because you're excited, maybe ask the details, make the discernment for yourself because Mm -hmm. I can only say from my experience, I liked not really knowing anything, and then sitting with the medicine and being like, "That fucking rocked my world." Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely that. I definitely the medicine. That. The medicine, regardless of what the medicine is, with an intention, will always give you what you need, nothing more, and nothing less. We see a lot of people get mad that, well, I didn't have this intense experience like the person next to me did. You need to learn patience probably. And that's probably not what you needed, homie. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we could literally continue to sit here forever. <laughs> um, but, um, cause this space is gorgeous. So thank you for curating it. Oh God, yes, um, thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, but you know, thank you to all the plant devas who are with us throughout this. Thank you to Spirit for you know, presenting itself through these medicines, through us, yeah, through sure. the, you know technology that we have in this day and age, which is beautiful. Um, but you are your own greatest healer, your own greatest teacher, um, shaman, lover, friend, parent, make the discernment for yourself. You know exactly what you need and reach out to those that you feel comfortable learning from if you need that guidance.
0: Yes, definitely. We'll be posting um, your information in the bio as well as um, Dylan's information as well. Awesome. If um, any one of my misguided folk are interested in plant medicine and want to take that time to sit with medicine because you feel like you need it or you feel called to. Information is pre pr- prize. Information is prize. So if you are interested and you want to know how to be safe, first and foremost, mm. how to be safe and how to curate and make the best of a moment for you that could be very pivotal in your in your growth and on your spiritual journey, it's best to get in touch with people that live within that world so they can best explain to you what you need to know. So there are many different walks and paths and sometimes you need somebody to walk it with you first and foremost you're walking on yourself so once again as dan said using that discernment to be able to depict what it is that you need more so than what you want but what you want is important as well but what you need what your spirit needs these things are so incredibly important and there are tools and people that are just waiting For you to say, I want to try this. I need help. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Thanks so much for coming here. Being here. Sharing your wonderful, beautiful experiences. And your brain. Oh my god. This has been a euphoric experience. I'm so glad that we had time to cultivate this space. And on this topic. Because I feel like a lot of people just needed to hear it. Because healing is prime. And there's just so many beautiful things that Mother Gaia has supplied us with that she wants us to use to be able to heal and connect with her, because this is your home and she also is your mother. So, thanks for being here, Dan. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for allowing me to um, share what I know as I am still just a student and will always be a student. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for having me here. And um, I look forward to continuing on in the future.
0: Yes, of course. All right, my misguided folk, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Hey,
2: bye.